0: Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. I'm so glad that you're here. Come on. All right, we did, we, we, we did it, we did this, we, we, did, we did it. Um, so if you are ugly sweatering it, come on, stand up, stand up, come on. It's all right. Come on. Come on. You're looking good. Looking good. Have a seat. Have a seat. All right. Uh, for those of you who are visiting for the first time, we are not as crazy as we look. Um, but no, seriously, I love doing this. I, listen, yeah, listen. It, it's, this, it's a fun time of the year. It is, and and I'm going to talk a little bit about this later. But I love doing uh, stuff like this. We want to continue to be uh, creative. Uh, I love doing this because it just really bothers the religious people. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, And so, um, obviously, we believe that, um, man, Jesus is holy. He is the reason for the season. We're not reducing uh, this uh, at all by having a little fun. But uh, you know, from time to time, you got to recognize who your Scrooges are, and so (laughs) so that way we can work on the next sermon with you in mind. Uh, No, just kidding. I'm just joking. Just totally joking. Um, Sort of. No, but seriously. uh, uh, Last week we had our heart for the house offering. And, uh, man, I just want to tell you, come on, that that was good. It was exciting. A lot of people, I had people stopping me and saying, hey, that was the first time I'd ever given at all. And so I just want to let you know that um, thank you. Come on, church. Y'all can clap for that. Thank you so much. I had a few people tell me that they needed to wait until the end of the year, so I understand that uh, if you were traveling or you weren't able to participate in that, uh, and you would still like to, you can. So um, anyway, um, Merry Christmas. Come on, how many times have you said Merry Christmas? Anybody said Merry Christmas to anybody? Come on, look to your neighbor and say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah tell them you look better than you did last year. No, no, uh, seriously. Listen, we're in the swing of the festivities. What a great time of the year. I'm not sure how you feel about Christmas personally. uh, I love it. Our family loves it, but but that wasn't always the case. I remember being a teenager. I remember being a, a young child and having to balance uh uh, which parent i would see and being in the middle and i felt like christmas was always laced with a little bit of drama a little bit of frustration and um and so it took me a long time to really get over the fact that every time family got together uh it was a little little less heaven and a little bit more uh uh hell um uh but, and, and you may feel the same way, you know, the, yeah. the long lines, the materialism, the pressure for gifts, the obligations of travel, the questions that come when you sit around the dinner table. Uh, maybe this is your first Christmas, you know, away from family and y- you just can't wait till all of this ends and you just want this to like go away, you know, and I would say that if you're in that place... That uh, you're in good company. You're in good company because the birth of Jesus was surrounded by chaos. It it was surrounded by chaos. And over the next couple services, we're going to unpack the thought, how to enjoy Christmas. How do we enjoy Christmas? Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 8, we're going to read this. In those days, a decree went out to Caesar Augustus uh, that all the world should be registered. This was the first uh, registration when uh, Quirinius, the governor of Syria, for the governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each in his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth and she gave birth to her firstborn son wrapped him in swaddling clothes come on and laid him in a ma- manger because there was no room for them in the inn my my assignment today is god's working in chaos i believe that god has shown time and time again that god can work listen in chaos that god is never limited and that god wants to move come on in our lives Right from the beginning of this story, Joseph and Mary find themselves in an overwhelming situation. They're on this journey. Uh, The birth of Jesus has already become eventful. Joseph and Mary are having to deal with uh, a pregnancy. I mean, if if you just kind of move back from the story and put yourself in there, Joseph was wanting to leave Mary just a, a little while earlier. In fact, come on, I don't know how that conversation went, but here's Joseph seeing Mary come on with a little bump, and Joseph's like, uh, hey, we need to talk, and she's like, God did it. (laughs) Like, like, come on, and and then, and then, and then he's like, yeah, sure, you know, and, and come on, men, come on, just, here's your woman, your lady, You've been thinking about her. you have going to build her a house. Come on, you're, you're going to take care of her. And all of a sudden, she she, she hadn't just been eaten. Like there's something extra. And, and she's telling you that it was a sign from God, that God is doing something. But at, at, in your mind at night, you're thinking, who was it? Was it Come on, was it Nathaniel? Uh-huh. <laughs> come on, don't act like. Come on, listen. Don't act like men. You couldn't be there, and go. and all of a sudden she, he's thinking now. I got to divorce this woman. I got. to will do it privately. You know my friends want to kill her, but you know that's a little too much. I'm just, I'm just going to back away. I'm just going to back away from you. your girl. Still your girl. Take her, marry her. She's going to have the child of God. And then he wakes up. You know he has to apologize because he's like, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. I assumed some things. I, my bad. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I've never known that God did that before, but I, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> Family drama was at an all-time high. All of this to produce the light of the world. Today, I want you to know that God can work in the midst of chaos. That God can work. And the truth is that life has chaos. Life has chaos. That's why I wore this festive shirt to just annoy you (laughs) the whole time that you're here. Listen, many of you know that life has chaos because there are a few of you that you're planners. Like, Come on, you're, where are my Google people at? You put everything in the calendar. Come on, your spreadsheets have spreadsheets. <laughs> Can I tell you a little, little secret for the Sexton shopping list? We, we, we do five type of presents. And my kids were arguing uh, um, a couple months ago about what they got for Christmas. And I was like, huh, let me pull it out and tell you. (laughs) Boom! 2018. uh, This is what you got. You got this. You got this. You got... I didn't get that. It's on here. (laughs) She was like... My my daughter was like, how do you know what we got? Girl, I got five years. What's up? What you want to know? In fact where is this right now <laughs> some of you know exactly what i'm talking about when you talk about chaos because you 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 make a plan come on and, and the idea is like the plan is going to work you know it wasn't you weren't frustrated because you had a plan you were frustrated because you put the you, you thought the plan was going to actually come on work the way you planned it come on you were headed to work and you eat you were eating in the car. Come on. And you went just a little breakfast, a little lunch, a little quick, a little food, mustard. You know, and you have pictures that night. I'm not, I'm not saying this is a personal story. I'm just saying that that, that that could have happened. You're loading up the kids to go see family. And you actually thought you were gonna be there on time. And and so I can't wait till I'm a parent. I'm, I'm, I mean, like a grandparent, like grandparent. I already got my, my name. I'm gonna be, they're going to call me Chief. Uh, that's going to be. I already got my nickname. That's, that's mine. That's it's not because I vote for anything in Kansas City. I wanted to go with cowboy, but I thought the syllables would. Never mind. Um, okay. And so I can't wait for all of my kids to come to my house and for me to pretend that I'm upset that they're not on time. Because, listen, when you're packing deep, come on, packing plays, strapping people in, you got everything. How many of y'all parents, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, you got everything but forgot the children. You know, listen. (laughs) And then people are upset. We we would used to travel. We used to live in Hot Springs, and we would go to uh, Texarkana, and I would tell your mom, don't tell her when we're coming. Don't tell her when we're coming. Because I know that whenever you tell her your mom, and if you don't know Ginger, the food is going to be ready. It's gonna be ready. You get out of the car. It's. I, I just. How are you? Hug. Sit. Roll. I mean, it's just gonna be like that. And never. And what would happen is we would we would say a time, and we would always be uh, like 15, 20, like an hour and a half later. <laughs> and she would lovingly, y'all still coming? Y'all on your way? Yes. Yes, we are. We. It's so much easier when it was me. Um, (laughs) Come on, you're looking down at your phone. You're just looking down at your phone. It's a quick text. I know it's I know legal, I know, I know, but you just look down to, to chirp, to talk to you. You just look down and all of a sudden, bam. It seems like every Christmas movie is full of chaos. Every Christmas movie, no matter what it is, come on, home alone. A Wonderful Life, Santa Claus. Come on, where's your favorite movie? Uh, jingle All the Way. Anybody jingle all the way? Come on, Elf, The Grinch. All of these moments are have a lot of chaos, and they make you want to cringe. Come on, how many times? It doesn't matter how many times I watch The Elf. I feel bad for him. <laughs> I feel, I, I, I think that I'm becoming less intelligent. Come on, when i and so there were years that my kids would watch that show, and, and my son would leave during the awkward moments. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, not to mention the attempts to they would always try to help themselves, and they always made it worse. Like they always made it worse. Can anybody relate to that? You're, you're, you're trying to help. It just seems like it's getting worse. You know, with, one, with each one of these movies, there were broken people who were looking for something. Respect, adventure, love, relationships, a place to belong. The story of the birth of Jesus can be found in Matthew chapter 1 and 2 and Luke chapter 1 and 2. In fact, I would encourage you to take some time this week and really read those two chapters. Because it is vital for us to understand the story The birth of Jesus is not just another Christmas movie, but it is the point of Christmas. It is the beginning of God setting up moments, setting up this moment of redemption, come on, and salvation for his people. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. This, this time that we're celebrating that we've chosen to commemorate the idea of the Savior of the world taking on humanity and being born into the world. It's this a big deal. Yeah. It's bigger than Black Friday. It's bigger than Cyber Monday. Come on, somebody. It, it's big. In fact, so big that this was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah 700 years before it happened. It's a big deal a big deal. So, I mean, like, wh- where are you at, Marvel? Come on. Where are you at, Star Wars? This is a story like, come on, does that make sense? Like 700 years, I'm going to talk about it here and a whole nation and people of Israel have been waiting for this, this moment. When I got married, uh, I I had to learn that there are some things that are big deals. Um, so, so, for us, growing up, birthdays, Thanksgiving, that was not really a big deal. Not really a big deal. It was like, you got a card. It was like, hey, where do you want to go eat? Maybe that's it. For, for my wife, on the other hand, uh, she grew up where it was like the birthday was continued. It wasn't a birthday day. Come on, somebody. It was a birthday week. It was a, like the celebrate. The party didn't stop. Come on. How many of y'all grew up in a house where it was like and? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, and so I remember the first... Uh, we were married. I got her a card and something. And she was like, This is good. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> and, was like, mm. and, and 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 Thanksgiving Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving we were together, we didn't get to go back to her family. And and the, that whole Thanksgiving, it was such an awesome time. She cried uh the whole weekend. <laughs> uh uh, uh and, and so and I was like What's the big deal? What's the big deal? You can have turkey here. We can have turkey there. What's the big deal? And she's like, it's not the same. What, what's not the same? What's but what pie is in both places. When we, we our first year of marriage, I, I had come through my healing and I, I I and I did Christmas all out. I wanted to go big. And she's like, I don't know if we're gonna decorate. And I was like, <laughs> On Jesus' birthday? We're gonna turn it out. Come on, we're gonna buy lights, we're gonna buy. I just don't know if we need to do all that. Oh, we're doing it. If we're gonna go hard for your birthday, we're gonna go hard for his. That's my boy. She got saved. I'm gonna be in so much trouble when we're done. Y'all linger after church for a while. Listen, listen, here's the thing. <laughs> Isaiah chapter seven, verse 14 says this: "Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and sh- He shall call h- and ooh, and she calls his name Emmanuel. Well, wow, I butchered that. Israel chapter 9, Israel, Isaiah chapter 9. Man, I'm frustrated now because I know what. Man, y'all know what I'm talking about. Just start praying for me now. This this message was going to be really good. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9, we're going to start again. For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Can can, can I remind you, can can we just pause for a moment and let you know that while there may be some chaos going, that, that this moment that we're in, what we're choosing to celebrate is a big, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And, and, and for us, can I tell you that maybe you don't know the wonderful counselor. The wonderful counselor. Listen, when you go to, to counseling, you don't want to go to counseling and someone agree with every issue you have with the other people in your life. Does that make sense? Like, you, you probably you don't want to go. No, obviously, every situation is different um, uh, but you don't want to go up and get some counseling, you know and, and your husband won't put up his dishes, and the counselor's like, Yeah, divorce the bum. like you there's this idea that Jesus listen is a wonderful counselor, meaning that he will give you listen what you need, not always what you want. And, and, and you you don't ever want to have an intimate relationship with someone that will agree with your dysfunction. There's this idea that Jesus came into the world and now let me begin in, in the recesses, not public, not on a microphone, but when you're driving, when you're by yourself, when you're taking a moment to pause and be quiet, can I begin to touch some of the scars and the wounds of your life? And can I, can I bring up In the water? Can I bring to the surface some of those things that have been holding you back? Some of the relationships, some of the issues, some of the things that are going on. God, come on. Jesus is a wonderful counselor. There's this idea that 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 Isaiah would say. Not only is he wonderful, he's going to be a mighty God, a mighty God. Listen, I, I want to tell you right now. As much as I love theology and I love to teach and I love to train and I love that. Come on. At the end of the day, there are moments when you need touched by a mighty God, a mighty God. Not just I know the Bible or I just know um, some stories, but there is a mighty God moment. Come on, hear what I'm saying, because you can know all the right things, but you're stuck. I don't know if you've ever been stuck where you're like, I I, I know I should be doing X, Y, Z, but my flesh and my desires and where I'm at, and what I'm telling you is we serve a mighty God, a mighty God, an everlasting Father. See, for our culture, when you say Father, it's very subjective because our definition of fatherhood is based on what we encountered and what we saw. But here's what I want you to know. Is that everlasting fatherhood. like I'm going to be there. I'm going to be present. I'm not going to run when it gets hard. I'm not going to be frustrated. I'm not going to lose interest. I'm not going to be distracted. Come on. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to be, pre- listen, come on, help me. I'm going to be present. And when your world is falling apart, I'm not leaving. I'm going to be present. See, I I think that a lot of times, and all you dads, come on, y'all lean in here. I'm I'm not trying to uncover any dads today. Listen, we all are growing, and we all have a background, and we are all walking toward freedom, and I believe we're moving forward. I believe that God has an assignment to heal our life and restore the things that the enemy has tried to steal from us. Come on, somebody. And so today is not about uncovering you. It's about talking about how good the Father is to us. The Prince of Peace. Listen, the Prince of Peace. See, many of us are now old enough to realize that peace doesn't come because of how much you make. Peace doesn't come because of who you marry. Peace doesn't come because of who your friends are. Peace doesn't come because of um, how, how much influence you have in life. See, we all have lived enough life to know that there are things that nag in us. Yeah. Nag in us. And I would just tell you this, that maybe what you are really looking for, because never before has there been a society that is so frustrated with where it's at. It doesn't matter how much I get. It doesn't matter how much I have. I am frustrated where I'm at. But Proverbs tells us that those people, that, that mentality are like leeches. They continue to suck. And here, here's this idea that the prince of peace, we're not talking about you can have ambition You can want to succeed. You can want to grow your business. You can want to move forward and and move yourself to different levels of life. But the truth of the matter is peace in your soul. Not restlessness, not anger, not frustration. Come on, peace in your soul. I guess all I'm trying to do is kind of break this down and and help us understand that, that the birth of Jesus was a big deal. For hundreds of years, the Jewish people had been praying, listen, and waiting for their Messiah to come. Why? Because they knew that they were in covenant, listen, to God. No matter how chaotic it gets, God is always working. The one thing that we see from the Old Testament to the New Testament is God never stops working on his people. God never sto- God has a plan. Come on, somebody. God has a plan. Listen, from Adam to Noah to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob to, to David... That's why reading Matthew chapter 1 and and Luke chapter 1 are so important because it ties in the fact that in Matthew it ties in that Jesus is part of the covenant. In Luke it ties in that Jesus from the very beginning... We begin to trace the fact that he is king, trace the fact that he's the Messiah. Don't just look over those 14 generations, different generations. God was moving and thinking and doing something. In the midst of chaos and people turning their back, God was still, listen, moving. Both writers connect us to who Jesus was and the things that we get out of those first two chapters of the Bible. Is that Jesus has authority. That Jesus has divinity. And that Jesus is in covenant. Those are important for us. This is why we support the nation of Israel. Let's just talk about this real quick. This is why we support the nation of Israel. Genesis chapter 12 verse 3. And I will bless them that blesses thee. And curse them that curses thee. And in these... All nations of the earth will be blessed. So here's the point. God has promised to bless the man and the nation that chooses to bless his people. Now, we are in that covenant now. We are in that covenant. But here's the thing is we honor and connect. So I'm, I'm, I'm unpacking this idea of how big this is. Jesus was Jewish. Come on, Jesus was a, a come on. Listen, a, a Jew. When he died on the cross, it said King of the Jews. Th- this is a huge connection in the first two chapters of the of Matthew and Luke. He was circumcised on the eighth day. He kept the Jewish tradition. I mean, all, all on and on and on. We support Israel because. Other nations were created by man, but Israel was created by the act of God. That's why we honor. I say all this to say that Jesus coming into the world was a big deal. And while the world has fallen in chaos because of the fall of man, God is still working. And God is working in our nation God is working in our world. God is working on our own personal lives. God is working even through Christmas. Today, real quick, I want to give you three ways to stay encouraged when you encounter Christmas chaos. Three ways to stay encouraged when you encounter Christmas chaos. The first thing is this. Beautiful opportunities can happen in the midst of chaos. Beautiful opportunities can happen. I I can't imagine the journey where Joseph and Mary, Joseph takes his pregnant wife, puts her on a donkey, a mule, and, and for 90 miles begins to make this journey the average time that people could make this journey 20 miles a day. That's if you were walking 20 miles a day. Now, when my wife got pregnant, one thing we did not do is we did not visit any petting zoos and start donkey rides. That, that wasn't on our to-do list. Y'all, y'all may keep it real, but that's not what we did. I can't imagine... This moment, as Joseph, Mary is like, jo- Joey, Joe, he's here, he's coming, he's coming. And Joseph's like frantically, like thinking where she's going to stay, where she's going to sleep. Come on, somebody. the Chaos is in the middle of the room. It's not like Jesus was born and it was a sign, it was not. You know what I'm saying? It like it was crazy. He's going from room to room. There's no room. There's no room. There's no, what are you talking about? <laughs> Can you make it this a little easier? I mean, it's, just, oh, come on. It's, it's in those moments that you start to have real talk. Come on. I'm not, I'm not talking about like church talk. I'm talking about like, uh, Anybody had a uh, prayer lately? Like a huh. Where you at? <laughs> I remember our third child. Uh, we, 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 uh, so the most exciting thing uh, for the dad uh, in pregnancy is you get to re- drive really, really fast to the hospital. <laughs> and so I, I just remember the, the course I was going to take and the, the hazards and I it down and, I, was, and I, I knew if I got stopped, I'd be like, she's having a baby. <laughs> and so I was like, I planned it. I was like, I probably, yeah, so, so exciting. Um, and so our third child, uh, Tia, um, we began to have the baby. I mean, not we, she, she had the baby. And, and um, she's like, I think we need to go. And so by then I knew it's go time. And so we're, we're going and, and all of a sudden uh, it gets like, it goes from level like five to like level nine. You know what I'm saying? Like, like with like water things, like we're, we we're, we're, we're go, we're in the act of. And so I'm run, I'm running in the hospital. I put her in the Wheelchair, and I'm running down, and they're like, Sir, 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 you go. And, 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 and I think they thought I was intense, and they were like, Sir, you just need to calm down. I was like, Listen, I don't really run that much. I'm just, I'm actually dying. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just like, It's really hard to breathe out <laughs> here. And, and, and they're like, sir, calm down. It's probably not. It's pro- it's pro- most people self-diagnose and it's probably not. And then all of a sudden, they, I said, well, could you just get her on the bed and, and check? And all of this is happening in like two minutes. And all of a sudden, the nurse comes by and wham. <laughs> like, the, like there's nothing. There's no hookup. There's no nothing. There's no IV. There's nothing. The doctor's not even there. And, and the nurse is like, whoa. And I'm like, told you. You know Like it was a deal. It was a deal. And then you know the doctor comes in a little later and he's like, you made it a little quick, didn't you?" And I was like, <laughs> Hebrew women <laughs> like there's, there's a story in the Bible where the um the king got very, very mad that the midwives were not informing him fast enough that uh when a baby was born, and their response was the hebrew women are, Hebrew women are having them so fast we cannot get them all and so uh my wife um uh moving on uh (laughs) but but i'm sure that in this moment like it was that like that moment i remember that vividly uh because i was like i couldn't get people's attention they thought i was crazy i kind of felt a little crazy you know what i'm saying it was like and my wife is looking at me like "Uh, really and and it's kind of like very intense and i'm sure that joseph thought that they would be in bethlehem sweets you know what i mean like the son of god bethlehem sweets like like, like there would be this incredible breakfast bar. You know what I'm saying? I and mean, they would have a little bake. I mean, probably not. But, uh, 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 but but, you know what I'm saying? But but maybe a little pancake, little, little, you know, little fun. But the truth of the matter is, uh, it's amazing that so many of us get discouraged because things don't happen the way we planned it. And it's very hard for us to feel like there are beautiful opportunities when we feel like the thing that we've been thinking about or the thing that we've been dreaming about or the thing that we've been hoping about isn't happening. Maybe this Christmas, you're not where you want to be in life. Maybe this Christmas, there's a little extra tension with family. Maybe this Christmas, you're not as connected to your job and you're looking for a transition. My encouragement to you is that beautiful things can still be produced. Stay in faith. Stay in faith. Beautiful opportunities can happen in the midst of chaos. Jesus was born, and it wasn't roses. What are you going through right now could be a beautiful opportunity. There is always hope. The second thing is this, is that let God bring order to the chaos. We all get focused on all of the things that frustrate us. And from from time to time, it causes us to look outward Rather than inward. And, 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 and we don't say this, but we think this season would be a whole lot more fun if everyone else, come on, would change or cater or, or not be so difficult. Each of the characters in this story um, had a moment where God needed to bring order. Joseph had no peace about marrying Mary. Mary. But God brought order. Mary had no peace because she could not understand how she could conceive without knowing a man. But God brought order. You know what? Many times if we're going to address the chaos in our life, we don't really need more time. We need more presence. See, a lot of us, we get so busy that we think that the busyness is the enemy and the busyness is the thing that's causing the chaos. But really, it is the presence of the Lord that begins to add peace in the storm. It's the fact is the storm's always going to be there. The one thing you can't do, come on, have you figured this out by now? The one thing you can't do is control other people. What they say, how they respond, how they act, what they do. But you can't control, come on, the storm that's going on in in here. God is always moving and He's always speaking. Our world is full of chaos. The answer isn't government. The answer isn't bigger salaries. The answer isn't what gift we're going to receive this Christmas. Will you allow the presence of God to bring, come on, some some order? See, if you're going to get order in your life, here's how it comes. It comes through humility. It's very hard to learn something if you think you already know it. It's very hard to listen when you feel like you already have the plan. For many of us... If we're going to really, come on, enjoy Christmas, then I would ask you to ask this question. What are the things that are frustrating you? About family, about situations, about job, about opportunity, about life, about seasons, about whatever. and, and, And humble yourself in the sight of God. Because the Bible says if you will humble yourself, then He, listen, will begin to lift you up. He will begin to lift you up. For all of us, God knows how to handle chaos if we'll let Him bring order. All throughout the Bible, He was was there battling giants, and He was there battling storms, and He was there battling enemies, and He's there even as we work on our own heart. See, for Joseph to move forward, he had to listen. For Mary to move forward, she had to listen. For the angels to move and do what they did, they had to listen. For the shepherds, they had to listen. For the wise men, they had to listen. The Prince of Peace was birthed because of humility. God has a redemptive plan for all mankind. And today be encouraged that the birth of Jesus... Can renew your spirit as you have a personal relationship with Him, but we gotta humble, come on, listen, ourselves. Well, h- how do we do that? We get close, we get vulnerable. See, well, humbling ourselves requires, listen, for us to listen to Him, to listen to Him. Because I'm sure that God has a way that he wants us to treat the people in our lives. I'm sure that God has a response. I'm sure that God has something that that he wants to put in you about forgiveness. Come on, somebody. About turning the other cheek. About not operating in judgment. I'm sure that there is something that God wants to say if we'll listen. And ultimately this, if God's going to produce order in your life, you've got to be able to receive what he wants to give you you got to be able to receive it. Like, that's for me. Come on. One thing I love when we're here as a church is I love seeing phones out and notebooks out because we want to produce a hungry culture of people that aren't just trying to stay awake and hoping, I say another joke, but people who are hungry and want to go like, what, what do you want to say to me? I want to grow. I know you have an assignment on my life. I know this isn't all there is. And I'm leaning into that. The third and the last thing. Is this we're talking about? Uh, how to be encouraged when you encounter the Christmas chaos? The third is this: you have a choice to celebrate. You have a choice to celebrate. Listen, don't wait for everything to be done before you celebrate the King. Well, I'll just celebrate when everybody gets here. I'll just celebrate when I get off. I just celebrate when the cookies get made. Bring me some. I just celebrate. Like I'll just celebrate when it, when when it gets less. Str- what? Have you ever had less stress in your life? Come on, somebody. Like, what season are you in? I actually have no stress. There's nobody I'm fighting with, there's no deep thoughts I'm thinking. It's great. Have you been visiting heaven? Because down here on the street, (laughs) it's real. The wise men, listen, left to celebrate as soon as they saw the star. Now is the time to celebrate. Right. The fact is that we learn in, later in Jesus' life that there are two sisters that he begins to have a, a relationship with, that begin to follow his teachings. One is named Mary, and the other Martha. Mary took the moment. To celebrate Jesus by giving Him the attention, come on somebody, that was due Him. And Martha could not stop her busyness to celebrate. Come on. As we begin to look at this, many of us, it's very easy to think that I will have joy when it becomes perfect. And I'm just here to tell you, and maybe maybe today today this will be freedom for you. Maybe today some of that anxiety will come down. But the goal is not that your calendar work out. The goal isn't that your family doesn't frustrate you. The goal isn't that You're going to walk through Christmas unscathed by the schedule changes and the demands and the kids out of school. In fact, when I read the Bible, there are countless times when adversity happened and God met us in that moment and helped us overcome it. He didn't always just remove it. And, and, and I guess what I want to say is, we start this Christmas season off is church, we celebrate because He's worthy, not because we're trouble-free. And if we hold back honor and we hold back worthiness because there's crazy stuff going on in our life, then it will be no different. This season will be no different than every other season in our life. Well, I would read my Bible when I'm, I'm just really busy right now. The business isn't doing that good. Well, I'll go to church. Well, I'll do I'll on do, I'll, come, come on. Our celebration shouldn't be based on how we feel but rather the honor that is due the king. Don't allow what's important to fade into the background. You have a choice. You are free to celebrate. God is working in chaos. God is working on your behalf. Come on, lean into this. God is working on your behalf I believe there are doors come on listen that are opening for you that you don't even know about I believe the plans and the purposes of God we haven't done so much that they can't be restored recovered come on church we gotta praise Him don't allow the birth of Jesus to be in the background read the story take a moment Humble yourself. Celebrate the king. Just think, the birth of Jesus was surrounded by chaos. Joseph wanted to run away. Mary left her family. Mary's parents weren't even there for the birth of their grandchild. The shepherds were scared when they saw the angels. King Herod wanted to kill everybody. You It was like Jesus was born in a barn. And somehow we have thought that if I'm a Christian... I'm going to live a Disney Channel life where everything works out in 30 minutes. But here's what I want to tell you. I am not promising you that you will not walk through storms, but I am saying that there's a God that is present in chaos, and that you are, come on, you're not alone, and God is moving even though you can't see Him, and God is orchestrating steps even though you're confused on what's happening. Listen, celebrate, celebrate. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the contact us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.